great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. When a disease attacked my muscles and took away my ability to move, I couldn't even think about what my life would be like without music. Because of plasma therapy, I can play again. And to all the plasma donors who keep me healthy, this one is for you. Create better tomorrows when you donate plasma today. Visit givingplasma.org to find a donation center near you. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Don't touch that dial. Listen to Blondie, brought to you by the makers of Camel Cigarettes. Extra, extra! For extra flavor, get Camel. Extra! For extra mildness and extra coolness, get Camel. Extra! For extra smoking for fact, get Camel, the cigarette that gives you the extras. <laughs> Before we drop over to the Bumstead house to visit Chick Young's famous characters, Blondie and Dagwood, a word from the makers of Camel Cigarettes. Ladies and gentlemen, the story on Camel Cigarettes is short and to the point. Slow-burning camels give you the extras. Extra mildness, extra... Pardon me, Mr. Goodwin. Did you say extra mildness? Well, yes. Camels are more than mild. You see, their slower way of burning means freedom from the drying and irritating qualities of excess heat and too fast burning means extra mildness. Camels also give you extra coolness, extra flavor, and extra smoking for fat. In recent impartial laboratory tests, camels burn 25% slower than the average of the 15 other of the largest selling brands tested, slower than any of them. And that Excuse means... Excuse me, Mr. Goodwin. That's uh, extra smoking for fat. Oh, 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 I see. Camels burn 25% slower than the average. So... Yes, that's the figure, and that means the smoking plus equal on the average to five extra smokes per pack. Camels are the cigarette of costlier tobaccos. Penny for penny, camels are your best cigarette buy. And now for our weekly visit with the Bumstead. Tonight, on the living room table, we find a pair of tickets that read the J.C. Dillard's Construction Company's annual get-together and social, dining, dancing, and mammoth entertainment at mid-one. It looks like the Bumsteads were going out for a big evening. But here comes Dagwood jumping out of the kitchen with one shoe in his hand. Dagwood, where are you? Here I come, Mother. You're not going here. Did you find the other shoe? Yeah. Uh, it was in the tool chest uh, out in the kitchen. Oh, what on earth was it doing in there? Just lying there. Uh, I must have been a little absent-minded that time. What time? The time I couldn't find the tack hammer and use my shoe to tack down that little place in the linoleum. Oh, I never saw such a man using his good shoe to hammer tack. Just a heel, honey. It's my patent leather shoe, and I don't get to wear it much anyhow. Well, now that you found it, why don't you put it on? I was going to, honey. I was just going upstairs to put it on. Uh, can't you put it on down here? I usually put on my shoes in our bedroom, and just because we're going out to that social, I'm not going to get all excited and try any new experiment. Oh, Dagwood, I'm so glad you're wearing a black tie tonight. I'm wearing more than that. I'm wearing a stiff shirt. Of course, Dagwood. But black tie is a polite way of saying that it's kind of semi-formal and the men wear dinner clothes. Oh, you mean tuxedo? Mm -hmm. huh? 
Yeah, most of the guys had to rent theirs, and uh, they think Mr. Jitters is getting too high hat. Well, I guess if he gives everybody a free party, the least they can do is to dress properly for it. Now, hurry, guys, yeah. and don't forget to put on your collar. Yeah. Hey, that reminds me. Where's my back collar button? Oh, it's in the little box in your top bureau drawer. The one with your question. Oh, no, no? it is, and I looked in there. Oh, company, just when we're going out. Oh, I'll answer the door. You go hide. Yeah. I mean, go upstairs and don't let anyone see you have dressed. Oh, I can't get dressed till I find that collar button. Well, look in the medicine cabinet in the bathroom. Where's my hair pin? Well, look in the shirt you're wearing. Oh, why, Mr. Withers, come in. Uh, thanks. Hey, how does that fit in here? Huh? Does he mean me? Oh, no, Mr. Withers. He needs his collar button. Was it in your shirt, Edward? Yeah. Oh, who was that Mr. Mr. Oh, I'll be right down. He says he'll be right down. He ought to be right down at the hall now to welcome the talent. Oh, uh, is Dagwood on the entertainment committee? Honestly, he is it. Did he tell you? Why, no. But of course, Dagwood is so modest about what he does. You mean he forgot as usual. Well, I only I... appointed Dagwood the committee for entertainment because I thought you'd help him to pick out the vaudeville act. Oh, are we going to have vaudeville? Well, I hope so. I gave him three hundred dollars to buy talent with. Well, I'm sure you have a wonderful show for that money. You're very generous, Mr. Gibbs. A fool and his money are soon parted. I start out to have sandwiches and coffee down at the warehouse. I end up by hiring a lodge hall, complete with a stage and dressing rooms, and a ten-piece band of music that I have to feed, along with four hundred employees. Did you ever see musicians eat? No, but I suppose they do. Worse than a swarm of locusts. And that's not all. What else, Mr. Gibbs? The actors. Actors never eat before a show. They wait till afterwards. And then holidays. It must be very expensive, but it'll make a lot of goodwill. Then there's the guest, the mayor and the chief of police. Goodness, are they coming? Yeah, the mayor's coming to watch the show, and the chief's coming to keep his eye on the mayor. Two more big eaters. Well, uh, Dagwood and I could have a little something before we leave home. No, there won't be time. Just see that Dagwood doesn't beat the mayor to the table, that's all. Where is Dagwood? Oh, he'll be down any minute now. Uh, don't worry, Mr. Gibbs. I know everything will be just wonderful. And I bet Dagwood's vaudeville show will have the audience laughing from start to finish. Yeah, but I want to make sure they're laughing with us and not at us. Okay! <laughs> well, tonight, tonight. I'm glad you realize it. That vaudeville show all lined up? Oh, sure. Uh, sure. I want to double check you on that, Bob Uh, Will you excuse me, Mr. Gibbons? I want to be all ready to go when you and Dagwood get through your talk. Yeah, go ahead. Now, Bob huh? tell me about those acts. Well, they, uh, they're perfectly good acts, but I, I want to surprise you. Now, listen, Bob huh? this is no time to play peekaboo. I've got my reputation of $300 at stake here. Let's get down to brass tacks. Well, like I told you. Oh, Bob uh-huh. How many times must I tell you to save time and money by using business language? In business matters, don't say, like I told you. Say, as per our recent conversation. Now, wait. Here's our memos on the subject. Oh, yeah. Memo one. Um. JCD to DB. Subject, fun and frolic. Text. In real conversation of even date, what have you done to provide entertainment for forthcoming social? I want something lively. Like an old Carol show, only more dignified. You may spend 300 Well, I did. Memo two. From DB to JCD, subject vaudeville, text, Dear Mr. Dillers, listen, Mr. Dillers, I haven't done anything much yet because I've been busy. 
but there are lots of vaudeville actors around this town, and we'll get you up a show like a big-time vaudeville, only probably better if they're good and rested, and they'll be raring to go. Yeah, well, I... Hammer number three. Uh-uh. JCD to DB. Oh. How is that show coming on? Memo number four. DB to JCD. What show? Memo number five. That Broadway show, you dope. Yeah. Refer to previous memos under the head Fun and Frolic and report at once what progress has been made. Well... Memo number six. Oh, that show. It'll be all right. That's all I can get out of you in nine more memos. Yeah, but in memo number 15... In number 15, you say, don't worry, everything's all right. Yeah, uh, it is. Now, listen. Huh? Have you or have you not lined up a Broadway show as per your promise to me? Oh, sure, but uh, I can't tell you the names of the acts as per my promise to them. Well, there must be fine ads if they have to keep it a secret. Well, see, these people were big names, and if it got out that they were working for this kind of money... Well, what's the matter with my money? Well, there isn't much of it, uh, not for big names. Oh. Oh, they're really big names, eh? You bet. You'll be surprised. Oh. Now, listen, it does... Uh... One of those names begin with a P, huh? P.J.? Now, don't try to find out, Mr. Dibby. Well, I was just hoping one of them was a good blackface comedian, like Phil Joffrey. Ever since I was a boy, I've liked blackface comedians. Well, I wish I could tell you, Mr. Dibby, but I can't. Oh, I insist on knowing at least one of those acts, I'm Well, if I tell you one, you want to know them all. No, I promise. Just tell me the name of your headline. Oh, well, okay, just that one. It's, uh, it's Sparkle. Uh, Sparkle? Sure, uh, Sparkle the Great. Oh, Sparkle the Great, eh? Uh-huh. What's he do? Yeah, well, he's a fire eater. Yeah, but listen, rather... What? A fire eater? Huh? Now, what kind of a headliner is that? Every carnival for 20 years has had a fire eater. A fire eater wouldn't be a headliner on a dog and pony show. Who wants to see a fire eater? I do. Now, you would. Now, if that's your feature act, the rest of the program must be a tablet. It is not. It's very high class. A lot of singing and all. Oh, singing, eh? Well, I like singing. Well, you like the whole thing. Well, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's getting all sweet. Yeah, out. look at the time. Come on, Bumpster. We've got to get down there. Now, wait a minute, Stagwood. Huh? Have you been lying around in your dress clothes? Well, I was trying to think where my other shoe was, and I kind of stretched out on the couch a minute. Yeah. So did Daisy. Huh? And now you're covered with gold hair. I'll have to brush you off. Well, I can't wait for any now since I'm going. All I can say to you, Bumpkin, uh, is you better get down there and get that show going on time. And it's better be good. Oh, he can slam a door meaner than any man I ever saw. Now hold still, dear, while yes. I brush you. Okay. Mr. Dither seems quite worried about the entertainment. That's what I know. Oh, he didn't even like Sparkle the Fire Eater. Well, he ought to know that you had to have some low-price gas like that to fill out with. Why, sure, and then the... Has that? Uh, low price? Why, yes. Hold still while I get that free. Yeah. Sparkle didn't cost much, did he? Well, not much for a first-class fire eater. We had uh, settled for $100. dollars <gasps> would. Huh? You only had 300 Well, sure, that, uh, that left me 200 uh, Well, I wish you'd let me help you do a little bargaining, Dadwood. Well, wouldn't have done any good. See, Sparkle was retired from the fire eating business and all. I had to coax him to make a comeback. Oh, he's an ex-fire eater. Sure, and look at the money he loses when he closes his shop early. What shop is that, then? His barber shop. You mean Sparkle is a barber? Certainly. Uh, his real name is Tony, but he still eats fire as a hobby. Uh, turn around, dear, while I dress your back. <laughs> One time Tony gave me a hair thing, just by breathing on my neck. 
Maybe you can straighten out this business, eh? If they've had some kind of a fight, we'd better take them one at a time. Listen, I'll go see Hilda Shelby, and you men go talk to Clark Griffin. Good, good. Oh, gosh, I've got to get the show started. I'll say you have, Bumstead, because if you don't, I'll never hold up my head in my own office again. And you, Bumstead, will... I, I know, I know. You say, listen, I uh, Oh, what's that? That's the audience, waiting for your mammoth Thornbill show. We'll return to the Bumsteads in a moment, but first a word from the makers of Camel Cigarettes. You know, friends, when you get right down to it, you smokers yourselves are the final judges of cigarette quality. You're the ones who say... This is the cigarette that gives me what I want. And you probably know from your own observation that more smokers prefer camels than any other cigarette. Now, that's easy to see. Slow-burning camels are the cigarette that gives you the extras. Extra mildness, extra coolness, extra flavor, and extra smoking per pack. Yes, I said extra smoking per pack. In recent impartial laboratory tests, camels burn 25% slower than the average of the 15 other of the largest-selling brands tested, slower than any of them. That means a smoking plus equal on the average to five extra smokes per pack. Just a minute, Mr. Goodwin. I'd like to say that Camel cigarettes give me real smoking economy. I know. You see, where I live, we have an added state cigarette tax. I figure I save the cost of that tax through smoking camels. Yes, and for those of you who live where there are no added taxes, well, the savings are all yours. Friends, turn to slow-burning camels, the cigarette that gives you the extras. And now we return to Messrs. Dagwood and Dithers in the dressing room of Sparko the Great, alias Tony the Barber. Ah, listen, Sparko, we don't want the money back, see? We want a show. I've got to have a show. A man's out there looking at his watch, and that big crowd is all waiting to see you do your stuff. Oh, listen, where's your professional pride? Where's that so much on, Tony? Your public wants you, Tony. Now, what do you say? Oh, it's no use. He just won't talk. Oh, wait, I think he's going to say something. Look, at last. Mr. Bizzard. Yes, yes. I want to ask you one thing. Oh, sure, anything. What? Mr. Bizzard, who give you that bad haircut, huh? Oh, I give up. Well, I don't. Now, listen, Tony, I mean Sparkle. You can't let me down like this. Think of all the times I've taken hair tonics I didn't want in your shop. And don't forget all those hot towels I don't like. If I can stand them, just to set the other customers a good example, you might do a little fire-eating act for me just this once. I'm a most sad of Mr. Bumstead here. You needn't need a whole lot of fire, just, uh, just a couple of lighted matches, huh? Mr. Boomstead, please, you don't understand. Oh. I think I tell you the whole business, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but make it snappy. Uh, please. That's okay. And listen. Uh, once upon a time... Oh, it's a fairy story. Uh, go on, Sparkle. Uh, once upon a time, when I'm a big artist, uh-huh. I get it ambitious. Yeah, what did you get? Ambitious, go on. Oh. I think I make it the act of great Sparko and the Comb. Yeah, Sparko and company, yeah. So I hired these to hell the Skelter into my act. Uh-huh. Oh, you hired her to sing in your act? No. I do not hire her to sing. Uh-huh. I hire her to hand me the stuff. All the time she's asking me to let her sing, and all the time I say no. 
She's an actor. She is a fire eater actor. I'm not a singing actor. So, a once upon a time... Oh, this is where I came in. <laughs> a once upon a time comes at the end. Listen. In this act, I stand on one side of the stage. Elder Skelter stand on the other side. She's a holder of these candles. You understand? Sure, sure. Get on with it. Okay. First, I eat four or five of red hot coals. Ah, it is beautiful to see me. Then I drink a little bit of gasoline. Oh, God. Then I blow this burning gasoline out of the candle and the poop. And lit the candle, huh? Always I light the candle. Oh. Until one night. Yeah, what happened? One night, I eat the red hot coals. I drink the gasoline. I get ready for my to poop with the... And they tell the skull to open her mouth and give out with a high C. She sang? She sang. Me, I am a surprise. I choke the hot coal. I gargle the gasoline. I poop it the wrong way. And the scotch is a piccolo player. Oh, so that's why you don't like Hella Keller. I love this woman. Love Here, all the time, my love. I forgive her the high tea, but I cannot forgive the insult. He uh, insulted you, too. Uh, how? Uh, this I cannot speak to no. It is too much of what does she say. Ask her what does she say to me in the hospital. No. You go ask her, Bob. I'll stay here and keep working on Fargo. Yeah, I'll go over to Helder's dressing room. Uh, maybe she's already told Blondie. An impulse he called. She said this to me who loved him. Oh, but Madam Helder, um... Helda, I mean. You call me Helda. We will be friends, no? Well, I hope so. Uh, perhaps he was just touchy because he was sick after swallowing the fire. He had broiled tonsil. Are you sure that just offering him a place in your act insulted him? Oh, yes. He was so proud. His pride was greater than his love. But if he was too proud to join your act, couldn't you have gone back into his act? No, no, my dear. You see, that one high scene made my fortune. The manager asked me to sing a whole aria. It was a sensation. I was too well known to have hidden myself behind poor Tony Stark. He knew it. He was jealous. Oh, isn't that a shame? And we still love him, don't we? Oh, yes. You know how it is with women. We do not forget. That is why I want him to go on tonight. But you won't go on yourself. Come in. I will go on if he does. But he won't go on if you do. Oh, are you still doing that? Oh, gosh, it's all mixed up, Dadley. It's kind of professional pride. I know. I don't understand how two people who love each other... He, he said that he still cares for me. Sure. Oh, my poor Tony. Yeah. Hey, listen, how about me? I mean, gosh, I counted on you, Madam Helder. Dad wouldn't even lose his job over this. Oh, I am sorry. For you, for myself, who needs the money. For Tony, who needs the food. Oh, okay. I'm okay. Marco, sick. You what? I got around him. It cost 50 bucks next year. Oh, he will do his act. Oh, then I am happy. I, too, will see you, no? Yes. If you go on first, Fargo won't open the show. He said it's beneath his dignity. I do not mind. When they hear my voice, it is enough. Listen, I show you how I will sing. Ah! What happened? Gosh, what's wrong? Oh, so late for the excitement of this God for my voice. I cannot sing. Oh, Dad, with that other time, she didn't sing for weeks, nerves. Yeah, but she's got to go on first. 
Well, Sparkle won't go on at all. Yeah, maybe we can straighten it out. Go tell the audience the show will be delayed a little, Mr. Dibley. Oh, I just told him it was going on right away. I get busy, Bumpkin. Yeah. Give it some nerves, Mike. Give it a baby to Uh, try your voice again. Maybe it'll come back. Uh, I don't try. Uh, Helda will be his assistant and not sing. When Helda does her act, 
Sparkle will be her assistant and not stop fire. It's a good idea to tell me, no? Please. Tell me. Helga. Oh. It's me. Listen, the orchestra just came in. I want to tell him to play an overture. Are we really going to have this show? Yes. Good. Well. But wait. Oh. Oh. Do not be nervous, my friend. It is only that we have one great finish for the show. And at the end, everybody's on the stage. Sabon. Everybody's the same. Yes, they will sing shiny little glove on glimmer. And my Tommy will be the glimmer. See, I am the glowworm. I shoot the sparks all over the place. Okay, but let's get started before we worry about the end. I'm going to buzz the office. Elder, carissima. Dry those beautiful eyes. You must look at your best. Yes, Tommy. Are you sure you have plenty of fortune, Tommy? Well, Blondie, what? He did it again. Oh. I only hope it stays sick till the show is over. Well, aren't you interested in what happens to them after the show? Oh, well, after the show, we all eat, honey. I mean, after tonight, it's all over. Do you think they'll get along from now on? Oh, sure. Fact is, I've got a great idea for them. A combination, barbershop and bakery, uh-huh. for the floor show of opera and fire eating. Oh, exactly. That's a good idea. And speaking of bakery shops and eating... Oh, that works. <laughs> well, folks, in just a moment, we'll try and give you a brief synopsis of next week's episode. But first... Camels give you extra flavor. Camels give you extra mildness and extra coolness. Extra! Camels give you extra smoking for pack. Try Camels, the cigarette that gives you the extra. Camels bring you three other great shows each week. On Friday night, Camels bring you the Al Pierce program. And on Saturday, there's luncheon at the Waldorf with Ilka Chase. You'll find it a new high in daytime entertainment. On Saturday night, tune in and hear Bob Crosby and Mildred Bailey featuring... Music with a heartbeat. Next Monday night, tune in Blondie again when Dagwood takes up the manly art of self-defense. Well, folks, that's a tip for your radio enjoyment. And for your smoking enjoyment, try Camel, the cigarette that gives you the extra. Blondie is played by Penny Singleton... Dagwood by Arthur Lake. Our Blondie Orchestra is directed by Billy Art, who also creates the special musical effects. This is Bill Goodwin speaking for the makers of Camel Cigarettes. Good night, all. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. 
privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. 